want to, I want to thank you for joining us on the 16th day of February. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML, Inside the Pages, with me, Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. I want you to join in with us as we bow down and worship the Lord. Lord, touch those that are sick in their body that are seeking after you, Lord. 
Lord Jesus, and, and most of all, Lord God, we pray that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord God, we know that you have our best interest at hand, Lord God, and we just want to thank you in advance for that. Lord God, we thank you in advance for, for Lord God, as we walk in expectation of fulfilling your will in Jesus' mighty name. Lord God, we'll continue to give you praise and to give you glory. Lord God, thank you for the outpouring of your spirit. Lord God, and the filling of the Holy Ghost. Lord God, we thank you right now for what you're doing in this consecration. Lord Jesus, and, and just want to bless you, Lord God. Just want to say thank you and let you know that we're grateful that we have, Lord God, attitudes of, Lord God, of, of gratitude. In Jesus' mighty name, we'll continue to lift you higher and to bless you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank God again, and you know, for your listening, your ears, and, and giving God attention this afternoon. You know, our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday, Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Listen, we're taking a year with purpose. Yes, we're taking it with purpose, and, and I hope you are too. Uh, write it down, make it visible. Let it be your declaration for the year, for the day, the week, the month, uh, that you are taking a year with purpose. And taking is something that you do by force, something that you deliberately uh, you engage in. And so I'm giving a, I don't know if they still use that, you know, shout out or whatever, but I just want to recognize those that have been very studious through the year. Uh, even through this pandemic, there are people that are going to school online. And I just want to thank our songstress, Sister Sharice, and who just finished and passed a major test in a nursing exam, uh, headed for the front line of helping souls, helping the physical man. You know, she is a prayer person. She is a songstress. And just and all of those that have studied with her, those that have been part of the class that she was in, you know, thank God for you. And, and certainly let's continue to pray for her as, you know, the front line and those that are exposed most often to situations that we are not exposed to. And so we want to remember them in prayer. And while you're praying, pray for leadership. Uh, don't just uh, start praying. Pray, have a, pray for the leaders. Pray and have something in mind, you know, write it down if you need to, but pray for leadership. Pray for those that you work with. Call their names out. You know, some of the things that we think we're dealing with on the job is it might bring about some peace if we start praying for folks. And so uh, with that being said, uh, Cornerstone is yet in a consecration unto the Lord. We begin this consecration on the 11th of February, and the Lord has truly blessed you know, I've accomplished some things, but most of I'm I am thrilled because of, you know, the spirit of the Lord was just moving in the service. And, and I'm telling you, I'm looking for more. Those that yielded to the call of consecration uh, can walk with expectation because God is pleased. Let me say that again. If you have yielded and you cornerstone and anyone else that has joined in that is part of the consecration, you can walk with expectations, walk with expectations. You know, during this consecration, I've asked everyone to read the book of Proverbs. And, you know, like me, I like listening to it using uh, Bible Gateway as well. And so um, get in the book of Proverbs. There is wisdom. There is knowledge and understanding that is being pointed out. The Bible said, if a man lack wisdom, let him ask God. We're here to praise the Lord. We're here to worship and to yield ourselves unto him. And I want to encourage you to do the same. With that, you know, I've said, said so much, but I'm excited. I get excited about the Lord. I'm, I mean, I get excited about everything. I certainly don't get uh, excited with a, uh, when someone is uh, being paid a million plus to run down the sideline with some leather. That's their job. They get, they get paid for that, um, you know. I have no stakes in that. I don't have a dog in that fight. You know, that's their job. I get rewarded for my job. But I get, get super excited about Jesus Christ and what the Lord has done for me. 
I don't get excited about a home run. Maybe if I get it, that's something different. But, uh, you know, but uh, the Lord has hit a home run for me. Uh, he's done me a solid. And I believe he's done one for you. And that's why we should lift our voices up. And that's why we should worship him in the beauty of holiness. You know, and so we're going to go into the word of God. We're going to go into the book of Ezekiel, uh, the 35th chapter, uh, right after this song. And why this? Don't just listen, but learn the words of it. Get involved with it. And because the Bible said he inhabits the praises of his people.
Have you told the Lord that he was welcome in your temple today? Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. Have you told him that he is welcome? He's welcome. You're, you're opening the door. You know, he said, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man here and open up, I will come in and I will sup with him. And, and we'll have fellowship together. You know, that's why it's so important uh, to worship and to praise the Lord and, you know, and to, to entreat him. You know, when we come into service, we ought to come prepared and uh, ready to worship the Lord. And, you know, that's the, we know the order of the service. And, you know, and so as we come in, we get involved with the service. Nothing else should be going on except your involvement with the service. And your involvement is whatever the conductor of the service is doing. It's like being in the orchestra. You know, the, 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 the orchestra leader is standing there and instructing the instruments and everyone to play their part in the service and or in, the, in what's going on. And it's the same way in the house of God. You know, that's where they got it from. That's where they got it from. And, you know, we're not gonna go into that tonight. Yes, uh, I approve, but <laughs> listen, we wanna go into the book of Ezekiel. This evening is Bible class, and as I said, I'm excited about the Lord. He is, he is marvelous. He is so wonderful to me. You know, I don't understand everything just like you don't, but one thing I do know, and that is God is good and all the time. Uh, you know, uh, I do understand that. I understand that, period. I mean, I said, I understand that. And, and so I want to talk tonight. I want to talk about that low-hanging fruit. I want to talk about low-hanging fruit. Now, uh, everyone, I think every, uh, most people have some type of concept of what that is. You know, I grew up on a little farm in, in, down in L.A. Yes, L.A. had farmland and Compton had farmland. And, you know, um, and a lot of that has been sold off and people have built homes and con uh, condominiums, townhouses, all that kind of stuff in development. But... They used to have a lot of farmland. Then when you go up into Pasadena and Altadena, you know, Orange Grove, um, it's called that because it, had, it was filled with orange trees. And so uh, there is a thing of that, you know, familiar with just low-hanging fruit. Now, that is fruit that is, which is easy to access. It's not always ripe. You know, the, the, the ripe stuff is on top. Growing up as a, as a kid, we would climb up the, the tree and, and go after the fruit that was on top because it was the, the, the best. It was the most delicious. And, you know, but that low-hanging fruit, that easy stuff, you know, uh, it's, it's different when you start grabbing that easy stuff. You know, that easy stuff is a fruit that eventually begins to fall on the ground and rots. You know, um, and, and so that's that low-hanging stuff that's easy to grab. It's not as tasty as the stuff that is on top. And so that low-hanging fruit doesn't get much sun. And it's not as ripe and, and as the higher fruit. And uh, so uh, you want to pick the low-hanging fruit last if you, you know, but that, that's really not um, what you're going to do. Uh, it's not developed. God doesn't want low-hanging fruit. And, and so uh, the Bible tells us in the book of Ezekiel, the 35th chapter, beginning at verse 7 through 15, it says, Thus will I make Mount Seir um, more, de more desolate and cut off from it him that passes out and him that returneth. And I will fill his mountain with his slain men in thy hills and in all thy valleys and in all thy rivers shall they fall that are slain with the sword. I will make thee perpetual desolation and thy cities shall not return and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Now remember, this is a theme that is going, that has been, that is throughout the scripture. And we're in the book of Ezekiel, and it has been announced over and over again. Ye shall know that I am the Lord. The 10th verse says, because thou hast said the two nations and these two countries shall be mine. So Mount Seir 
uh, has made a declaration and we will possess it whereas the Lord was there. Therefore, as I live, said the Lord God, which is forever. As I live, said the Lord God, I will even do according to my anger and according to thy envy, which thou hast used out of hatred against them. And I will make myself known among them when I have judged them. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord and that I have heard all thy blasphemies, which thou hast spoken against the mountains of Israel, saying, they are laid desolate. They are given us to consume. Thus with your mouth, ye have boasted against me and have multiplied your words against me. I've heard them. Thus said the Lord God, when the whole earth rejoices, I will make thee desolate, as thou didst rejoice in the inheritance of the house of Israel, because I was because it was desolate, so will I do unto thee. Thou shalt be desolate, O Mopsir and Aduma, even all of it, and they shall know that I am the Lord. Now, if you recall, Mount Seir uh, is part of the, the descendants of Edom or the Edomites. And so is uh, the scripture references all Kaduna, which is also part descendants of the Edomites as well. They attacked Jerusalem and Jerusalem. Now, this was this was something that, that, that the Philistines tried, the Egyptians and all of those that, that partnered with the Egyptians went after Israel, Jerusalem and Judah, because they uh, offended the Lord and they saw that they were being chastened. Because you see a person down, because you see them, maybe you consider them down and out, does not mean that God is through with them. God was not through with Jerusalem. He was not through with Judah. And, uh, and so, you know, there's one scripture that comes to mind that said, I'm married to the backslider. So you need to be careful how you even treat someone that you knew was in church and have stepped out for what you don't know what has occurred in their life. And you attack them. You don't know what you're going to bring upon yourself. Your responsibility my responsibility is to encourage them to get back in place because God said I'm married to them. And so there is a continued relationship and there is a relationship until there is not. Uh, the, and you don't know that. God determines that. If you recall, Jerusalem means city of peace. It is uh, the known city. Also, it is known as Salem where Melchizedek is king and priest. Uh, you know, through the years, you've heard it said that city and uh, state and church does not belong together. However, that is not true in the kingdom of God. Uh, there, that is not true. And we all get together. Uh, the songwriter said that when we all get together, what a day of rejoicing is going to be. We're going to see it as it really is because God is going to be king. He's going to govern his domain. And, and so, uh, state, church, the church will be there. It will not be a separate entity as it is today uh, in the natural, in where we are because of uh, the failures of men to comply with the will of God. Judah, as emphasized over the last few teaching, means praise or thanksgiving. Now, Mount Seir and all uh, uh, Duma attack the peace and praise of God. Uh, somebody, you need to get that. You need to understand that. That the enemy saw, Jew, saw an opportunity, at least they thought it was an opportunity, to attack the praise and the peace of God. Have you noticed when you feel down and out, when you feel attacked, it becomes difficult to give God a praise. Your peace is disrupted, and you have to fight to retain the peace. You have to fight to get the hold on to a praise. Uh, bless your Lord. 
Uh, and so the enemy is at work and is at attacking the peace and attacking the praise of God. It's easy for us to wag our finger at Mount Seir. Now, let, let's go here. This is where the rubber is going to meet the road. It's easy for, for anyone, for everyone or anybody, whoever it might be, uh, it, to wag their finger at Mount Seir and, and Iduma. But what about the fingers that are pointing back at us? You know, it's often said when you point your finger at someone, there are uh, fingers being pointed back at you, at least the three, you know, uh, that are being pointed back at you. You see, Israel stopped praising the Lord. They stopped having an attitude of gratitude. When you, when you uh, think about the goodness of God, uh, and all that he has done for you, it should cause something to, to start to bubble up inside of you. It, it should cause something to, to happen, to, to stimulate your spirit man to give God praise. But they had stopped. Uh, they had stopped and they did not have that attitude to give God any type of praise or worship. It was Israel that triggered the chain of events. Uh, Mount Seir may have been looking for an opportunity. Elma uh, uh, may have been looking for a chance. However, it was Israel that triggered the chain of events. What you do or not is linked to a reward. You know, we, we've been taught in parenting, we were taught years ago about consequences and behavior. We learned that, you know, what you do or what you do not, uh, uh, you know, has a reward that is attached to it. The Bible tell us that Israel left their first love by mistreating the Lord. Uh, you know, they wanted to be like other nations from the time that they stepped out of, of Egypt and God delivered them. They looked around and they saw other nations with kings. They saw other nations with idols and, and things that they thought they should have instead of recognizing that God who parted the Red Sea that caused the water to congeal, that worked miracle before their eyes, he was the king of kings. And so this was their mindset. They brought the star out of Egypt, of which God said, don't bring any stars. Don't bring anything uh, that relates to worshiping of idols with you, however they did. And God still remained with them. But Revelation 2, 4, and 5 says, nonetheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do thy first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and I will remove thy candlestick out of his place except, thy, except you, thou repent. And so when we consider what God is saying, Israel through the first blow, Israel is the one that triggered the chain of events uh, so that Mount Seir and Enuma uh, looked at them and said, wow, there is an opportunity for us to go down and ravage them. Do you arrive with a sacrifice of praise? When you come to service, do you come in with a sacrifice of praise? Is it on your heart that I must get to service? that I can give God a praise. I've been at work all day. I've worked hard. God has not left my mind. Uh, and I've done everything that I was supposed to do in the natural because first come the natural, then the spiritual. And, and so I've done all these things, but now it is time for me to serve my God, uh, the true and living God, God who is sovereign. And so when I get to his house, I'm going in with a sacrifice of praise. We bring the sacrifice of praise, not to a ceramic item, not to an item made out of metal, not to an item made out of glass or wood, but we bring a sacrifice of praise unto sovereign God. When you come into the house of God, is your fire lit? Or are you looking for someone to pump you up? I'm, I'm, as I said before, and many times, I'm just against that whole thing of trying to pump somebody up. Uh, when you come into service, you're coming in to, for the express purpose to worship God. 
And so when you come in and the singers are singing, you should be standing with the singers in worship. When the, when the minister is up and you should be giving the minister, child, whomever God is using, uh, your undivided attention uh, to give him praise so that you know how and what the will of God is. We talked Sunday about the Ark of the Covenant. And in order to understand that uh, this, you need to understand that the Ark of the Covenant is not present right now at this moment. We don't have the physical box. However, uh, God still has a method of, of communicating to his people. And so therefore, each of us, uh, beginning with myself, is, uh, is supposed to give God our undivided attention. The Bible tells us in Psalms 135, 1 through 3, it says, praise ye the Lord. Now, I wish you was here so that I could hear you say praise the Lord, but, but, uh, uh, but praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the name of the Lord. So when we praise, we are praising the Lord. We're thinking about him and how great he is. We are thinking about how magnificent and all the great things that God has done. Uh, beginning with the fact that you have breath in your body. The fact that you have uh, some uh, ability, the, the activity of your limbs, that you have some functionality. The, the mere fact that you have a mind that is able to say the, that he is Lord. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. The fact that you have that thought in your mind is a blessing. And so the Bible says, praise him. O ye servants of the Lord, ye that stand in the house of the Lord and in the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. Israel, like so many, are going, are going through the motion. Mm -hmm. Israel will go through the motion. Their lips are, are moving, but their heart is in a different place. Uh, our, our lips should not be moving uh, uh, and our heart should not be in a different place. But we should be here to bless the Lord, O oh, my soul, and all that is within me, and to bless his holy name. The question is, are you pouring your heart out unto God? I'm not talking about pouring your heart out with complaints, pouring your heart out with sadness. Uh, yes, you can do that, but let me tell you, there is another way to get God's attention. And that is through praise. Uh, it's not to minimize the pain. It's not to minimize anything that an individual may be dealing with. Uh, but, uh, but when you get started to give God praise, mm, thank you, Jesus. The Bible tells us uh, that Samuel's mother, that uh, before he was born, and you, you go back into the first chapter of, of 1 Samuel and read this for yourself, but she was being tormented and tortured by a, a, a woman uh, because she was having children and, and this woman was bare. And she would go to the altar of God and she would pour her heart out unto the Lord. And Eli saw her come into the temple and asked her, uh, uh, was observing her and thought that she was drunk. Uh, yeah, mistake on his part. No, discernment was not working at that moment. However, the Bible says that uh, that he and he had an encounter with her and he began to conversate with her and she told him what the situation was. And he told her that this time uh, in the future, you will have a child. So see, once she had poured her heart out and there was a complete understanding of what was the man of God uh, spoke into her life and she became blessed with the very thing. And she offered up her son who became Samuel the prophet, uh, bless your Lord, unto Israel. The Bible tells us in Psalms 145 and 3, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. 107 says, oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Uh, do you have a praise unto God tonight? The Bible lets us know that uh, he says in Jeremiah 33 and 11, he says, for the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride and the voice of them that shall say, praise the Lord of hosts. For the Lord is good, 
for his mercy endureth forever. And of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. For I will cause the, uh, to return the captivity of the land as at the first said the Lord. Ezekiel and Isaiah, like the pastors of today, uh, were made watchmen for this purpose. And that is to express and to remind the people of God to leave that low-hanging fruit alone. Uh, he said that, that, that I set you as watchmen upon the wall, O Jerusalem, uh, this Isaiah 62, uh, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent and give him uh, and give him no rest till he establish, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. That's what we are. We are a praise in the earth. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you've got to realize that you are a praise in the earth. Uh, you might look at yourself with tears in your eyes because of what you're dealing with. You're still a praise in the earth. Uh, let me let me put it this way. And I used to love uh, the fact that my, my gospel mother, my, my pastor used to say that on my worst day, I need you to understand this, that even on your worst day, you are still a threat to the enemy. On your worst day, you are still a threat to the devil. On your worst day, you still have power inside of you. Thank you, Jesus. You have a praise that is in the earth. You have something that is embodied inside of you that only you can give unto God. And it causes, it moves him. For the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. It's something about you climbing high enough uh -huh, uh, and, and reaching up toward the sun and reaching for that high level fruit that moves God. Israel went after the low hanging fruit and the enemy saw them in a state below their calling and attack. When we push, when we position ourselves in a state of being that is beneath our calling, then we leave ourselves in a position to be attacked. The Bible tells us, it says, do not give place to the devil. So it is us. It is our responsibility not to give place to the devil. It is our responsibility not to give him any room. It is our responsibility not to give room to that spirit that is anti-Christ. We are not to give any space to any element that is going to cause us to lose our praise because we bring the sacrifice of praise unto the Lord. And so we are bearing, uh, we want to keep our hands clean. What does the Bible say? Uh, he that bear the vessels of the Lord must what? Have clean hands and a pure heart. And so we have to keep ourselves clean. It is our responsibility to keep ourselves clean, to keep ourselves sanctified unto the Lord. We have to leave that low hanging fruit alone. See, that low-hanging fruit is messy. That low-hanging fruit is, is not something that God is interested in. And it shouldn't be something that you're interested in. You see, it's easy to enter the sanctuary and just think or, or, out a, or, or portray a repetition of praise, to, to act like we're going through a motion of praise. Uh, that is a repetitious act of going through the motion uh, which is just as dry and as boring as a bowl of cornflakes. God's not looking for that. When you find, uh, uh, when you look at that low-hanging fruit that fell on the ground, you find gnats and other little critters all around that low-hanging fruit as it's rotten. God's not interested in that. That is an unacceptable offering. Low-hanging fruit being offered to the king? What? Not so. That's not what we're doing. We're offering God a high praise. Wherever you are, you ought to just say high praise. High praise. You ought to give God, we're giving God a high praise. 
We're giving him uh, what is deserved unto him. We're pouring out our heart when we when we go to God. See, there is something that 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 we have to learn that you know it's not something that that you that 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 unless it's emphasized and, and we begin to yield ourselves to it, we tap into. We get into that vein of praise, that vein of worship, and God begins to move. He begins to move. We let go of all the things that's on our mind because that's the stuff that keep us off the ladder. You feel weighted. You, you allow yourself to be weighted down. You allow yourself to engage in a pity party instead of engaging in that high praise. Mopsir and Edema would not have been able to fully attack Israel if they had remembered and obeyed God. They should have remembered. They should have, they should have grabbed hope to what the, what the Psalms have been written throughout the scripture. Moses wrote Psalms. Uh, David, you know, everyone's writing Psalms and, and you know, different brethren and different ministers. And, and this one says, praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. And his praise in the congregation of the saints of Israel would have been doing that. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Uh-huh, uh-huh, when you wake up in the morning, rejoice that the Lord has made you. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Uh-huh, uh, you, you, you don't have to have a, a dance like everybody else. If you just want to walk up and down the aisle, if you just want to lift your hands and, uh, you know, if you just want to pat your feet and, uh, you know, rock back and forth and, you know, or just, I love, I watched one of my, one of my favorite singers as they, as they praise the Lord, they, they just have a move that, that is so smooth that, you know, but it's not anything fancy, but they're giving God praise. Give God the praise that is due unto his what? His name. If Israel would have been followed, let them sing unto him with the tambour and the harp, for the Lord taketh pleasure in his people, and he will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Uh -huh. See, that's why when I go to bed at night, when you go to bed at night, you ought to put on something that's going to keep your mind stayed up on the Lord. You put on the word of God, you know, uh, or put on a, a gospel song, set the timer, to, you know, or let it play through the evening, whatever your desire is. But let them sing aloud upon their bed. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. You know, it's so wonderful that when you wake up, or maybe you're going through the day, you know, maybe you're just starting your day and there's that song that, that comes to your heart that you may have heard many years ago. Maybe you heard it as a child growing up, but there it is echoing. It has found its way back to you. I believe that's God serenading you. I believe that's the Lord just blessing you and, and causing your mind to remember that song, you know, and, or maybe you, you remember a scripture uh, you know that that you that you grew up with or one that you heard, but it's been a while, and you know you hadn't been studying in that area. But here it is: the Lord is presenting that to you, reminding you, because yes, He's taking pleasure in you. Anytime God speaks to you, even it, whether it's Him correcting you, or whether Him uh, uh, just outright just just whatever He said, it's a blessing. He's thinking of you. When that song hits your heart and you begin to worship and all of a sudden it, it takes on that song that you, you, you heard it before, but now it's in your spirit and it's taking on a new meaning. It's taking on a whole new meaning as you're listening to it. And, you know, that's God. That's God. There are ministering spirits. Mm -hmm. The angel of the Lord is camped around about them that fear him. So there are ministering spirits. Um, for the heirs of salvation that are there and they're hearing and they're helping us as we uh, pilgrimage, as we travel through this land. Oh, bless you, Lord Jesus. I I'm, I'm getting ready to stop. But let's leave the low-hanging fruit alone. When you go to your place of worship, don't reach for that low-hanging fruit that's uh, just mouthing it out, just singing a song. No, reach for the high fruit. 
reach for that which is near the sun because it's going to make a delicious uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it is going to be delicious <laughs> my God bless your name Jesus it's going to make a difference God bless you I, I, I'm telling you I, I'm just rejoicing in the Lord and, and, and his goodness and, and so listen if you have not dedicated your life need to rededicate your life unto the Lord, uh, you need to do that. You need to do that. If I didn't say it, let me say it again. You need to do that. You dedicate your life to the Lord. Dedicate yourself daily unto him. It's a new day. And in the new day, we dedicate ourselves. We present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Because the Bible tells us what? That is our reasonable service. That's our reasonable service. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to dedicate ourselves unto the Lord. We're going to praise him. And I'm telling you, if you follow what I'm saying, be obedient to the word of God, you're going to be blessed. Uh, we have a testimony coming up on, on, on the next service. On, well, not the next service, but on Sunday morning, you know, that I'm excited to hear. And so uh, let God bless you and you bless him. If you desire to be saved, if you're looking for a church home, and you're in the L.A. County, San Bernardino, Riverside, you know, we're at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And, you know, let your ministry grow and grow with us. We have room for you to grow. Let God be God, because that's what it's about. That's our focus. If you missed any of the messages, please visit ConnectingTruth.org and click God on Demand to access the message archive. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's something that's there that will bless you. Be sure to share this and share the gospel link with someone else. Share ConnectingTruth.org or tell someone to, to just Google SML inside the pages. And uh, the Lord is blessed. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Google. Uh, tune in with Amazon. You'll find us. You know, and be blessed as well. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. Remember the songs um, by our psalmstress and those featured are the respective property of the artists and producers. Don't forget to support gospel music. Until then, be blessed. Be blessed and give God some what? Praise!